Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Gameware Express. Um, to start this week's show, I just want to apologize to our regular listeners for our brief hiatus over the past couple weeks. Between, you know, Steven and I being out of town for work, conflicting schedules, and some, uh, I guess, personal issues I've been dealing with, it's been hard to get behind the microphone and do this. I guess that's one of the drawbacks of being an independent show. But we're back! And we're better than ever. Yeah! So, um, today is Saturday, April the 19th, 2014. I'm Adam Arinder, and I'm joined by... Steven, who went by McDonald's and got a Happy Meal, <laughs> and is playing with his new Skylanders oh, toy. Oh man, this thing is exciting. It has boobs that light up. It does. It's the most messed up. It's like a little rock dude, this Geo dude looking guy. <laughs> it looks more like a grappler. I, I forgot his name. Prison Break? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Prison Break. So he's got two like red shard gems protruding from his chest, <laughs> and there's a button on the back that I can light up. It can light up. That's... So I guess McDonald's is doing Skylanders toys with their Happy Meals, but you can't use that. No, yeah, I can't use this in the game. I tried. I I smashed it into the portal. I broke the portal, and it didn't do anything. Now your Skylanders adventures are over. No, now I can go on Skylanders adventures everywhere I go. (laughs) I I drive up to Burger King to, like, troll them, you know, Mm because it's like, hey, I got this from McDonald's. (laughs) And I light it up, and they just look at me like I'm an idiot, and I drive off. That's great. I'm going to go to Wendy's later and see what they think. (laughs) So um, everyone is still tied up and gone, or has plans. So she's literally tied up. They are there. We've got them in another room somewhere. We'll bring the microphones to them and check in later. Maybe. So for this week's intro question, I, I guess this is one of those roundtable questions. But there's only two of us, so I guess yeah. it's a back and forth. Um, what do you feel going forward in the game industry? The, the the middle like the middle ground developer is pretty much gone. Yeah, there's only like small development like and, Indies and AAA. And Ubisoft. So where do you see this going? Do you think this rise of indie power is good for the industry, or do you think everyone just wants their Call of Duties and their Maddens and their you know Battlefields every year? I think that you're gonna see um, kind of this division continue to to separate. You know the the two factions of game development. I think mid tier developers are are gone. You know your mm-hmm. midways of of the nineties. Uh, THQ. Yeah, and you know that's so crazy to think that THQ was considered a a middle a mid tier developer. I always thought they were up there with you know the not EA maybe, but definitely right. up there with like um, UB or well maybe UB of the early two thousands. Right. Maybe not UB of the. Of Assassin's this year. Creed every year days. Yeah, with your 5,000 employees. I don't know how many people work for Ubisoft. Probably a ridiculous number. You boot up an Assassin's Creed game in 12 Ubisoft studios, have to run through the credits before you can hit start. I mean, to put that game out every year, you do need like you know a couple thousand people <laughs> working on it, so the credits take like a half hour when you beat it. Don't worry, nobody ever beats a Assassin's Creed game. I beat every one except the last see, one. I just can't do it. I just don't want to... I guess I love it so much, I just don't want the game to end. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the excuse I'll use. So, um, But don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying about indies rising, because I really don't think they are. I think indies are a really cool subset, mm-hmm. but it's it's like people like you and I if enjoy we want to those make games. Game. Well, no, I'm not uh, in development. I mean, enjoy them or play them. You've got your, your Minecrafts, which are obviously not the case. That's mm-hmm. as huge as any other game out there, but so much that just comes out on Steam, you know, or something that's just a download on Wii U or on PS4. I just I don't I don't see that as mass market. You I don't know, see it as mass market, but I see it as a somewhat shift or not really rejuvenation, but something new in the industry. Because when you have a big studio like a Ubisoft pumping out Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty every year, 
there's not much risk taken because they oh, right. have so many millions of dollars are invested in these games. They need to get their return. So I like that in the, with the indie space, you can see these weird. I don't love it. Strange. That's what I, I want the yeah, weird exactly. games. You know, I, we need an indie to to remake uh, Time Splitters. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, I don't play a lot of shooters, but I played a lot of Time Splitters. That game was that game was crazy weird, mm-hmm. and um, I just think that with the the, the big AAA games, it's all just too serious, mm-hmm. and I just want to have fun. I don't really need this. Right. So, dark retelling of World War Three, whatever. <laughs> that that that's just the only thing is none of these indie games, except for like the few, like Minecraft, will really right. break through the mainstream. But that's okay. So is everything chasing that? I think everything's constantly chasing some other game, and then you're not having unique individual but look at experiences. What, look it's at just what all the new consoles are doing. I mean, Xbox has their idea at Xbox thing, and Sony's already been embracing indies for the past like year and a half. And you've got Wii U with uh, all their stuff. I mean, there's a ton of indie stuff mm-hmm. coming to Wii U. So, and, and they're not just buried in an indie section on the Xbox Live. It still sort of is, though. It's still really difficult to, to find that content, and mm-hmm. especially on PSN, you can't just go and look at the games A to Z, right? You can't just browse well, the them. The PS Store is still a mess. It in is, my opinion. Uh, any games. If it's a mess now on PS4. When there's like 20 games, <laughs> right? What are they gonna do in two years when there's like 300 games? So that's a you patch in some. And it's the same problem with Netflix, right? Because you can't just. I want to look at all the movies or whatever, you know. It's been longer on Netflix looking for movies than watching movies. Why can't I just look at an alphabetized list of the things that are available? Or <laughs> I go look be a at a long list. Yeah, but give it to me. Give me the option to do it, or at least on my computer. I can't even like log into my PS3 and look at PS1 games right. with an organized like an organized You can kind of do it on the Vita. I don't know why they don't do it. Yeah, that's true. On the, the home console. That's another thing. You don't have this universal experience. The PlayStation Store is kind of different on mm-hmm. those two formats. And on PS4 and PS3 it's basically the same. In fact, when they made that big change with the PlayStation Store on PS3, it was really to get ready for for the PS4 mm-hmm. uh, when it which you know launched last fall. So but you definitely don't have um, the same experience, and then even um, I on Xbox, you know, you can go online to buy your your games on Xbox or six or Xbox One, and that's not really the same experience it is as it no. is on the console either. So I actually like the Wii U store. Yeah. If anyone has ever <laughs> gone, does anyone out there have a Wii U? You can go. They, you they, can da- you could digitally buy games on the Wii U. Look, it's pretty good. They changed the music recently, so it's weird oh, surfing through really? there now. I pull it up occasionally. It's also kind of a mess, but it's better than yeah. the other two. Well, if that's what you know, <laughs> we <laughs> have the, one for Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's better. It's well, but no one's really looking at it. Though. And then the 3DS eShop's terrible. It right. is, I, what the hell is going on with that? It's it's like okay, these games are Kirby maybe, and that, so you just click on the Kirby icon. Well, you I, search like Kirby or Mega Man, and you get more trailers. Yeah, you get trailers and, and stuff. You know, actual games but back to like the indie thing the only thing i can see hurting this is like you pull up steam and all these like early access games yeah which is something i'm not a big fan of oh, the, you don't like the idea of playing something in a broken state yeah i mean i get it that a lot of these smaller teams don't have 400 man qa testing facilities like, like we have in baton rouge prison architect did that ever come out or is it still I early it's access, still early access. Man, it's been it's, it's been like that for eight months and i'm not going to pay 30 dollars for a broken and game. it is like 30 dollars that's crazy right so that, that's the only thing that could be a hindrance on that, but 
since it's just limited to something like Steam, which is for niche gamers right. anyway, it's yeah. not really there in the mainstream. You could imagine yet. how bad it would be if you could have bought Titanfall digitally on Xbox One <laughs> in January. It was all broken. People would download it and they'd be this. I don't play this shit. This is all broken crap. I don't even know what this. Why I pay money for this? So that'd be the only thing. So it'd be interesting to see how this turns out playing through um, this console generation because it seemed like when the, before the systems are coming out. I mean, indie games were a big talking point where PS4 had them and Xbox did not, or maybe that was just in our own little and bubble. It, maybe it was in our bubble. I just again, I just don't think people think I'm going to buy the Amazon Fire Box so I can play some indie games right. on my TV, man. Because I've been wanting to do that, and this will <laughs> let me do that. So I always. The indie game, it's just, I've, I've been a fan of small games for, for forever. I mean, hell, back on PC in the 90s, it was those small, weird games that you could literally mail someone, you know, at a studio in Texas, you send them a check for $10. You couldn't buy their game in the store, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have to mail them a check. That's funny. They would mail you a disc. So, <laughs> um, and it's, and hell, Doom, you know, it's software started off as an indie company, and that's how you would, you'd buy Doom. By getting the shareware, which gave you one third of the entire game, and then you could send them a check to get the rest of it. So that's so weird. And then I eventually, I mean, like within a year, you could buy Doom in the store. But yeah, when Doom—that's like early, early access. Tell you like what, back in the day. But t- you know what? That one third you got of Doom was was perfect. Right. There was nothing wrong with that game. So that's cool. yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for uh, lovely ha- Saturday morning. Here. It's beautiful <laughs> in, in the studio today. So. so um. Let's go to what we've been playing. You are still oh, marching yeah. through Dark Souls 2. I tell you what, this, I promise this will be the last time. <laughs> are you? How many hours have you put into that? I checked this morning, and uh, I think it's at 98 hours Dude, at this point. You still haven't beaten it yet? What level I could have you? beaten it. I'm a okay. level 159. <laughs> and uh, we've made a bunch of mistakes when discussing the way the multiplayer works in this game. I didn't really understand the way right. it worked before. So there really is no cap. I think in the first episode that we discussed Dark Souls 2, I said there was like 150 cap, mm-hmm. and I may have mentioned in the previous episode that that's not actually true. Now I realize it's all based on your soul level. Right. Um, or your soul memory level, which is how many souls you've acquired in the game, whether you lost them or whether you spent them. Mm. And I've got about 2.5 million souls. It's a lot of souls. And soul memory, which means that that's... The enemies I've killed, period. I may have lost some of those souls from oh, dying okay. so twice, you know. So it's it's basically just matching me up to people that have the same amount of soul memory. Oh, okay. Which means that if you you could technically get to two and a half million soul memory and be level one and because have you never you keep them losing them, them. Yeah. yeah. So that would be a bad situation <laughs> if that's your if that is what you're dealing with. You should probably restart and or just stop playing altogether. we were um out of town a couple weeks ago for work and i was watching you play it yeah that game doesn't you it doesn't look that great yeah I mean, uh, well gen, the first but... thing i said was that it looks bad i think mm-hmm. it looks poopy you're right and um there's some late levels or late game areas that they're beautiful mm-hmm. actually interesting looking environments but then i'm i'm in this i don't know dragon peak tower where i can look down and there's forest below me Mm-hmm. And the ground texture kind of looks like throw up, and then the trees are like N64. <laughs> it's you know two intersecting 2D planes mm-hmm. that make a tree, and yeah, that's just bad. It just looks bad. But, but I do not play Dark Souls for to look at the pretty trees. Yeah, I could look at pretty trees anywhere. I could go outside and there's a pretty tree. So I play Dark Souls two because it's agonizing and, and makes me mad and. It's the, the only game I actually get upset at. Last night I was just having so much trouble with this late game optional boss, which I don't even have to 
you know, take down. But I'm like, well, I'm at this point where I can do it. Right. So I want to see if I can, if I, I want to see if I can. Are you still using your thunder sword? I'm still using that sword that I found like in the first hour of the game. Yeah. And it's maxed out, and I added. I don't know, some kind of thunder juice to it. I put it in this thunder bath. and <laughs> I've, uh, So, yeah, it's a good little weapon, and I've got some... I'm, I'm dipping my my ivory hands in, in magic now, so I'm using these miracles to throw hmm. lightning at people that wrong me. Have uh, have you been invaded much in late game? Or? Yeah, actually, today I was invaded. Have um, you just yesterday. Been, like, eating their lunch? or No, I seem to lose a lot really? when people invade my game, unless they make a mistake, and there's... I whenever I'm being invaded, I cannot use my magic because it's it's too slow to uh, try to hurl one of these lightning spells. You just choose not to, not you physically can't. Yeah, I, ch- okay. I choose not to because it just doesn't it doesn't work out. So what I've got to do is try to get someone close to me so that I can melee them. And usually, because I've got a pretty good set of armor, so I can take on some of their hits without getting hurt at all. But my mm-hmm. stamina meter mm. shoots down. So I'll wait for them to maybe try to if they can miss a physical attack at me, then I can. Circle around and stab him in the back. That usually works. Have but. you done much invading yourself? Uh, no. I've not messed around with that at all. Now, I have had a lot of people come into my game to help me with bosses. Mm-hmm. or I've done some duels. There are areas in the game where the community has decided, this is where we're going to duel. And it's just a one-on-one fight. So I've summoned some people, you know, as evil, dark invader, dark spirits, to, to bring them into my game to duel them. But I've not okay. laid down my... my and, you know, I think with um, invading other people's games, it's mostly entering covenants. So mm-hmm. you'll there's eight different covenants in the game. Uh, some of them have you assisting other players. Some of them have you invading or protecting areas. There's, yeah, there's like this rat covenant that you can mm-hmm. use traps. You're in this rat area where you can set up um, literally traps for the other players. So what happens with that covenant is you bring them into your game. So they they leave their game and come into yours, and then you've got it's like Home Alone basically. <laughs> so you you're like Kevin McAllister, and you're throwing paint cans into people's That's faces. Yeah. Can you summon someone to help you while against like an invasion? You know Does that makes sense. I I don't know. I've never tried that. I don't think so. Okay. If, maybe if you're in a certain covenant, you can. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm also working on. I don't. I'm not a trophy guy or an achievement guy, but I've played this game. For so many hours, I'm working on getting all the uh, trophies. So I'm just kind of running around doing mindless things just to check it off the list. Gotcha. So I think I'm at 60% of all the trophies because I'm playing the PS3 version. Right. What are those other ones if you're so close to the game? Just like, um, is there a trophy for like beating the game without dying? That no, but there is an item you can get for beating the game without dying. And there's also another item you can get for beating the game without using one of the bonfires, which is the bonfire is how you replenish your spells. Mm. You, heal, uh, you heal yourself instantly when you touch a bonfire. And that's also how you can... Um, well, the bonfire, I guess, at the, the hub town is where you upgrade. So I don't know. I guess you can't do that either. What about? Don't you get a, a trophy for dying? Yeah, so that's the so first. So you're like really hardcore if you don't platinum. That's true. This game. <laughs> yeah, if you if you do not platinum uh, Dark Souls two, then you're very good because that means you never die. Anti achievement achievement. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. I could not. I would never try to get those. I think it's just a ring. I don't. It's like an item that doesn't really help with, uh, with much of anything. It's just kind of a status symbol. Like, look what I have. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> now. There's some people I've heard the strategy for doing the not dying run is you actually have two game saves at once. 
So the the first game save is your practice save. You're going to go through each area one by one mm. enough times until you feel like you can do it without dying. And then you and then you it. go into your your that's actual smart. game. So yeah, you know. gaming the system, but that's if, smart. If that's what you want to do with your life, whatever. <laughs> I'm not judging. So okay. So when we talk this time next week, I will tell you about uh, the final moments of Dark Souls Two, <laughs> and then I will have to decide if I want to keep playing this game because what, what, what's post game. Well, post-game, there are some optional bosses, which I guarantee you I will attempt. Mm -hmm. Um, And then beyond that is just entering into New Game Plus, which Mm. resets everything and ups the difficulty. So I just don't know if I'm going to keep doing that. I mean, I've got to play other games. I can't play this game forever. Well, to be fair, I mean, April, not a lot of stuff has come out. I know, it's the perfect time for for a game like Dark Souls. But once May comes around. What's in May? I guess we'll... Some Nintendo stuff. Yeah, Mario Kart. Golf, uh, Kirby, Golf, Kirby, um, that weird Watchdogs, to- Tomodachi game. Not until June, right? I think so. I don't even know what that is. That's just strange. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, speaking of pretty trees, I finished Infamous Second Son. See, that is what I will start. That's what you need to do. Yeah, and, and it's perfect because they just released the photo mode. Yeah, and you can change like now. I can go in and make it dark. Like nighttime and that's rainy. right because you beat the game so you so can, can change control. the weather and the stuff and that's where the game shines when it's quite night, literally night and rainy the, like the the lighting effects with all the neon signs reflecting off the wet pavement and when you get the neon power zipping through the city like that's look really cool um i've heard listening to other podcasts i've heard other people say recommend this but i ignored it but now i kind of wish i didn't don't clear all the districts before you beat the game why should i not do that I guess I'll just spoil. I'll heed your advice. It, I mean, it, you don't have to spoil anything. It'll make it up more fun. Well, I guess I don't want to say it. Yeah, just don't because okay. I am going to play this. You know, it it it'll it'll be more fun. Can I, guess. I leave one district yeah, on fine. just to all but one or half? Yeah, or that's fine. Whatever. It's just some you get something you can play around with that you can't play around with before the game ends. Like a Batmobile. Sure. Yeah, the Batmobile. <laughs> you can drive it around Seattle after finally. Maybe. But I mean, that game was really fun. It was another infamous game. It was a little short, and I hundred percented everything. Oh, yeah. Did you get a platinum trophy from no. it? No. Okay. I think you needed. I had to play it again to do that. Oh yeah. You get every infamous game makes you do that. Achievements. I love the franchise. I don't think I can play more than one every you know year or so. I think. Yeah. I mean, I always said I was going to go back and play the first one again as evil because I played them all as good. Yeah. But I really yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. But. It, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, especially, I guess, since I made this early PS4 investment in the way that game looks. Like, if all games in the future are going to look like that, then we're in for Man, a good time. Madden had <laughs> better, like, neon effects. That's what's missing from Madden. Is the neon power where you can just yeah. zip through everybody. I mean, come on. There's so there's so many more people that would play Madden if you could, you know. The only thing I haven't done is that weird side mission thing where you have to like log on to their website and get like oh, yeah, weekly updates right. on whatever just because that's just a tactic to have you not trade your game in immediately. See, Infamous 2 had something like that as well with the play the created missions or then there was one for create a mission mm-hmm. so you can get an achievement for doing those things. Right, so I might go back and check that out but probably not. I just, I don't want to log into a website and get... Did you participate with the, I don't know what it's called, like, paper mission? That's it. Okay, that's, that's what, what you're talking the about. The first one's, yeah. it's like some paper power, and then supposedly every week they're supposed to be either updating that or introducing new conduits with new powers and stuff like that. Just go to their blog and read more <laughs> every week. It's that's a, right. 
But don't trade in the game, please. Don't, please don't do that. Um, so they did fix that thing that I had a problem with where, great, you don't climb a lot in this game because the powers help you get around a lot, Where, but when you are jumping around, you don't, like, magnet to something. Oh, that's you right. That's totally out of Sly Cooper as mm-hmm. a franchise. Like, the first time I played Infamous... I, and I was jumping around and kind of magnetized to a pole. And it's like, I, I don't st- want to go there. I want to go over here. And it can get really frustrating. Yeah. So that's good they got rid of that. They kind of got rid of that. But then again, you're not really parkouring as much. In that's right. Game, which is fine. Yeah. And there's been a lot of, I guess, divide. But I thought Delson Rowe was an all right character. I, I thought I liked him a lot better than Cole McGrath overall. Yeah, I like him in the 10 minutes that we shared time together. And his uh, relationship with his brother... Um, did get better towards the end of the game because I kind of complained yeah. on that at first because it seemed just kind of dry. But towards the beginning of the game, I was trying to unlock all the districts and not pushing forward with the the story missions. Right. But now I started doing that, so it was all right. It's a good game. Yeah, that is definitely the next on my. Uh, once I extinguish the flame that is Dark Souls, it's like so. If you have a PS4, you should probably own this game. And I think a lot if of people have any interest um, in superheroes. A lot of people do because it sold you know, a lot million copies in and... nine days. Yeah, yeah that's so, not bad. Well, when there's nothing to play on the system, oh, I mean... Yeah, that's true. So I've been doing that. I downloaded Advance Wars on my Wii U. It's so funny. That. All those games came out on the Wii U, and I don't know, about a week before they released those Game Boy Advance games, I'd started playing, or restarted uh, Superstar Saga mm-hmm. on the micro. And I think out of all the ones that are available on Wii U, to me... Advance Wars would probably look the best, feel the best, and make make the most sense to yeah. play. It yeah. is really stretch, and you pretty much count every pixel yeah. on the screen. But I mean, it's okay. It um, it runs fine, plays fine. I just wish that. I mean, you can say this all the time. I wish they had done something with that game because you can't play multiplayer on the same screen with that because you can't use Fog of War because that kind of just kills the whole thing. Even if it's an option, I haven't tried multiplayer, but. I wish they'd done something cool with the gamepad where you can like pass the gamepad around. That way you can play multiplayer on the same screen because when you pass it to me, I look on it so I can see my troops, but on the main screen you see Fog of War. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you just pass it around, so it's just kind of a way to... How awesome know. would that game be if they had made a native Advance Wars app mm-hmm. made for the Wii U? You know, because right. you could... There's It's such a fun game to play multiplayer, like you say, but it's basically not doable in the format that it's in because it's just a rom dump mm-hmm. um but if they made some kind of downloadable advance wars where you could play multiple games with people online or asynchronous or yeah, something exactly but and, and nintendo in true fashion uh not making the best choices i did know. i can't remember heard it on a different podcast or read it online because we were asking like why are these games coming to wii u why aren't they coming to 3ds oh yeah yeah and again i don't know if this is all bullshit or if it's accurate but i'm gonna say it anyway Apparently, like the um, Ambassador games, yeah. when those came out for the 3DS, the GBA games are kind of a fluke. And right, Nintendo right. rushed them out there because they needed something for the Ambassadors. But they didn't want to do those because when you run a GBA game on your 3DS, it runs it in DS mode. Right, you can't, not even, 3DS mode. So yeah, they, you can't even close the screen and make it... Right, they didn't screen. like that you couldn't use the 3DS functionality. Now, how hard could it be for two Nintendo engineers to figure out how to <laughs> Probably actually... Probably not very, but... One week's salary... That's one excuse I've read. No, that's it's completely true because I I don't know if you've played any of the Ambassador games, but I have, mm-hmm. and it turns it into a DS. Right, and I know so, they didn't like that, so I guess they didn't, instead of just fixing it, they just try to dump them on the Wii U and try to save that sinking ship. I guess uh, I don't really yeah. don't know. Obviously, it's the Game Boy Advance games are are going to save Wii U, and now they can focus on 
other things since they've solved the problem. <laughs> Everyone was like, I'm, I maybe would buy a Wii U, but it, it can't play Game Boy Advance games. And now that it can, I'm going straight to Toys R Us to buy a Wii U. So, I don't know. To play eight games. It's an odd decision. Yeah, I think those they round out this week, like the last few that were at least announced. They need to out. put you know all the Castlevania games out, because that would, that would be fun. You could do that with any Nintendo game. They need to put this out, because that would be awesome. Because yeah, they have such a back catalog. really, Castlevania, because that's, <laughs> I don't know. You really you probably could not put out um, Hamtaro. I don't think there's a Hamtaro market for Game Boy Advance. You know, not every game yeah, okay. is going <laughs> to... I said Nintendo games, not They, they published that. They okay, published Hamtaro. So. <laughs> but specifically Castlevania. Because I'm a I'm a Castlevania fan. At least uh, Symphony of the Night onward. I didn't really play too much of them. See, I think aren't one and four are on there right now. Unless we're just strictly speaking yeah, GBA games. I'm I'm sp- I'm speaking GBA games because okay. those were really good. So gotcha. yeah. well, let's just release Pokemon and the whole world will be happy. Well, why don't they? Why can't you buy Pokemon Blue on your 3DS? That doesn't make sense. Why can't I buy a Nintendo Skylanders game with Mario? It just you know. Seems obvious to me, man. But again, I'm not running Nintendo, obviously. So obviously. I'm not qualified for that. <laughs> so. And then um, Hearthstone came out on the iPad. I downloaded that and started messing with it. I week. need to do that. It's uh, interesting. Cause How does I, it run on there? It runs fine. Oh, good. Like, I haven't had no problem with it. I, I'm not into anything Blizzard. I don't play... So you don't know any of these references nope. or Murloc jokes every five seconds? No not- idea any of that stuff. And I'm not really a big... Oh, uh, you know what sucks? That means when they say all the shit from Warcraft 1, when they go like, zug zug. To me, that's hilarious. <laughs> when they say the things that they said in the first two Warcraft games. But to you, it's just like, well, okay. He said, the shit, yeah. He said zug zug. I don't know what that means. But and I'm not big on card games. I haven't played a part card game since I was like 11 years old playing Pokemon trading I, card game. I played the Yu-Gi-Oh! game on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> and that, that was pretty fun. But I was like 20. And I don't know why I was playing that, but... But, I mean, it's really polished, and it's really solid, and it's fun. Yeah. I just wanted to mess around with it because it was free, and I've heard so many good things about it. But I guess I'm just all these references are just flying over my that, head. That is kind of a bummer because I think Blizzard is really good at dropping their culture on their mm-hmm. fans. And that's know? good for people who are into that. I know the word paladin. There we go. I recognize that. That's from Diablo, right? Sure. That, that's what they invented that word <laughs> in Diablo, I think. So I uh, I did all like the tutorial missions. I unlocked all the heroes. I played one or two online games. I got my butt kicked. Oh, but I just okay. need to focus on like deck building. That's because right. I have really basic deck. You should just spend fifty dollars and Buy see what happens, and then that's open, when the game truly open starts. All those packs. It feels so good to open a I was going to say that 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 animation's fun. You drag well, you drag it on. It that's right. Explodes and you can tap the cards and flip them over. If cards did that in real life, I would buy so many cards. <laughs> if they just exploded. Right. And made really satisfying sound effects. So. But it's neat how they have little daily goals that can get you coins so you don't have to spend real money on cards. But I guess if you're crazy or really into it. It's a lot it, faster to just to spend real money. And, mm-hmm. you know. But you never know what you're going to get. True that's true. Back. Yeah. I could get something way better than you for free. And uh, that's all that probably is, right? will. Yeah. At least they don't have. They don't do that thing, if my math is correct. If you pay, spend the fifty dollars, you actually get like a slight savings. Oh, yeah, they don't they don't give you the best value. Where it's best value, but it's just the base number times like ninety to for ninety nine dollars base value. Where you, if you just there's yeah. no savings there. So people that's would totally they would they would really drop a hundred bucks. I know a lot of people would just do it. They're like, <laughs> I know I'm going to spend it eventually. I might as well do it all at once. You know what? What is a bummer about Hearthstone on mm-hmm. iPad is that um, you have to be online to play it. 
So and when the, don't let your iPad go to sleep. That's right. Whoops. Say when your friend calls you when you're playing it and talks on the phone, yeah. and the iPad goes to sleep when you're about to win a game. Because it's like you've been disconnected from you know great Blizzard servers, so you get to restart. So that also means that for folks that live in areas where maybe you don't drive to work, maybe you ride a subway or a bus, you cannot play right. Hearthstone unless, unless you've like got a 4G iPad. Yeah, or if you've got a phone that you can tether your iPad to. That seems like a lot of work. Right. So. I mean, I understand the nature of it because it's it's mostly you know an online experience. Yeah. So you'd need to be online to do that. Didn't they just? I know it's for the PC version. I don't know if it's for the iPad version. Patch in like a single player kind of quest mode. You know, I don't know, but that would be awesome because I think I, they, I think that's coming out or is about to come out or just did. But it's a uh, it's a single player quest mode, which would be really fun because <laughs> I always suck like on online competitive games, especially on things like this. I'm new to, but I just don't know. I guess you still need to be connected to. Yeah, to verify, to do it. I don't know. And a single-player quest mode is always a great way to learn the yes. outs of a, of a game like this. So That's why when people always, like for Call of Duty or Gears of War, they're always like, why is there a single-player? But that's where I learn about the weapons and how to play the game. Yeah, I don't man. have to dive first in a multiplayer and wonder what the hell I'm doing. I use a single-player to get used to it and then have to forget all that and play multiplayer because it's completely different. But I think, so. I think that's necessary. In a game, so I'm totally downloading Hearthstone as soon as I remember to do it, and uh, which maybe today I don't we know. have to be Blizzard friends now. Oh, we're not Blizzard friends already. This is the first. I just made this. Uh, oh, that's account. right. Okay, see, I've had my. I've got like every Blizzard game on my digital Blizzard dot net whatever BattleNet account except for World of Warcraft. Do you need your authenticator to play Hearthstone on your I iPad? I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to find out because I've got my authenticator that I press the button and it shows me six numbers and I have to. Yeah. What happens if I lose that? Man. Uh, I guess you're screwed. Yeah, good thing I, it stays on my computer desk. That's funny. All the time. Um, and then, I haven't played it yet, but I downloaded it. I definitely want to play it next week. Um, FTL came out this week on, on iPad, iPad as well. Yeah. The um, Enhanced Edition or whatever. And you can play that offline, right? Yeah. Yeah, see. And I hear it's even better on the iPad. The, it just makes sense with touch control. I mean, So I'm going to play that this week and hopefully report on that next week. Yeah. So um, I think that's it. And then we have like three weeks of nukes to get caught up. With. We do. I don't think anything happened though, so we'll probably just get right to new releases. Skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so. But no, we. Uh, I know I marked down some stuff and you did too. I guess like the highlights of the past three weeks for yeah. news. So the well, PAX happened. That PAX, was cool. PAX East. PAX East. My favorite of all the PAXs. Not that I've ever been, but if I was ever going to go to PAX, it probably would be PAX East. Why is that? Well, I really uh, have a lot of uh, not friends, but a lot of cool people work at Harmonix right there in Boston. So I think it would be really cool to hang out with them. Um, they're really good about just spending time with their weirdo fans, mm-hmm. and then the panels they put on are always weird and interesting and fun. So they and Giant Bomb put on that weird WrestleMania yes. 2000 Battle Royale. They 30 was player. it 30 man? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I watched some of that on Twitch and. It's. I think it's archived now, so you can go back and look at that. Uh, yeah. There was definitely a bottle smashed across someone's <laughs> head uh, during an entrance. So they, it just everyone looks like they have so much fun at PAX. You exactly. Know? People just complain about E3. Like, oh, well, I have to go to E3. This is going to be terrible. But everyone's like, oh, we get to go to PAX. PAX is coming, so we're going to have a lot of fun. So. PAX just, yeah, it seems like the, um, the not lazy, like the less... I don't know. I don't want to say fan oriented, but it's right. It, I mean, it is more. The E three is more for business, and right. PAX is more for, I guess, pleasure. And you know, E three used to have great um, panels. Mm. There were panels at E three. That would be the main could, reason I want to go to PAX. Is yeah, for the panels. You could listen to Sid Meier talk about you know game development, or you could listen to 
Um, well, just about anyone. I mean, anyone that was big in games before 2006, I think. That's when E3 really stopped doing their panels. Now, it, the panels were hard to get into because, I mean, this is the industry elite and the press elite. I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. that's anyone would go and it would be difficult to get in and it would cost a lot. You couldn't just get a Show free up. ticket to E3. And I, we get free tickets to E3. But if you wanted to get into the panels, well, that, that'll be a thousand dollars, you know, God, just to get crazy. in. Unless you're impressed, I guess there's probably. But hmm. so that's one thing that that PAX does that is cool are the panels, which hmm. I would go to as many of those as I could. Well, they did announce one a little more closer to our locale. That's right, PAX South. PAX South will be in San Antonio next January. January 2015, and a lot of people were wondering, well, that's weird. Austin's right there, like an hour away. Why didn't they just do it there? But I think uh, everyone was saying that uh, San Antonio is just better suited to to host conventions. I think they have a a bigger, bigger convention center. It's more organized. There's less. It's it's less difficult to navigate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's more hotels that are centralized, and then the Riverwalk. If you've never been to San Antonio, is a nice little nightlife area with Mm -hmm. restaurants and shops. So, I mean, on one hand. I guess for us living in South Louisiana, it's exciting because that's only what six hours away, as opposed to. Uh, I think San Antonio is about seven, but seven. splitting hairs, you know, whatever. Seven but or eight. At what point is one too many packs as a thing? You know, I don't think they could do any more than the than this. These three. That's they plus also have Australia, Australia, but that doesn't count. You know, but whatever. I mean, because you have all these companies having to decide on their budgets, like, all right, how many of these shows can we actually attend? Exactly, plus, how many? Yeah new things they're going to have to show at each of these shows because they put it in January probably because it's the only place it'll fit because in January they have this now. In February you have DICE, which right. leads into GDC, which leads into PAX East, which leads into E3, which leads into Gamescom. Gamescom, which Tokyo, Tokyo Game, Game Show, show PAX Prime. PAX Primes, yeah, that's also an And August. then Christmas, <laughs> which is, you know, that's when we got to sell all these games. When is PAX Australia? I think it's in the fall. Is that in the I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a fact check. Talk to yourself. Then again, you know these types of shows. You, if you're a, if a smaller studio, you don't have to go to every every convention. October thirty first, November second, two thousand fourteen. So that's like that's the last, last one of the. But on the flip side, I know there are a lot of there's a lot of developers in Austin and down here. Oh yeah, maybe absolutely. If they're too small, they couldn't afford to go to Seattle yeah. or Boston, but now they can afford to go to also your timetable. I mean, if I'm releasing a game. In March of 2015. Which has become a hot... It's like 2nd right. November. So if, that, if I'm releasing a game March 2015, I'm probably not going to go to Australia to show it in mm-hmm. August. But maybe I will go to San Antonio and then certainly go to Boston. Right. If that's the week of my... You know, the week before my game comes out. Mm-hmm. So now if you're a big studio like Ubisoft or Take-Two, you probably need some kind of presence at all of these shows. Although Take-Two... You know, smartly enough, for the past couple of years, or, or maybe six or seven years, hasn't really had a presence at E3. Right. And that makes sense, because if you're a big studio, E3 costs a lot of money to be there. And you're competing with, like, Nintendo, I mean, Microsoft, Microsoft Sony, all, that. all the big ones. So if you're Take-Two, and you're like, well, I'm not, we're not going to spend $5 million on a presence at E3, but we can spend $200,000 on a presence at PAX. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to reach our audience just as well as it would at E3. It's like, do you want to be a, I guess, a small fish in a big pond or the big fish in a small pond? Yeah. Because 2K or, because they announced some things at PAX yeah. East and, you know, they're probably one of the biggest presences I'd there. say that, yeah, I would say t- 2K had the biggest presence at PAX, Nintendo, which is weird. Sony, Microsoft had a little booth, I heard, but there weren't yeah, a I whole lot of I think it was by the, the bathroom. Yeah. You could, like, 
I don't know what you're doing Microsoft there. But so since we haven't packed south, are you inclined to want to go now since it's closer? Or I, January is is a weird time for us because of work. Right. Um, that's when we really start up for our second half of the year. And I'd still rather save up and go to Boston. Oh, absolutely. Just yeah. I've had to pick one just because, like you said, everybody at Harmonix and everybody seems to have a good time there, even though San Antonio is closer. I don't know. How far away is Boston? Not that I would drive there. Oh, it's probably like an 18-hour drive. I oh, imagine. man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you get that. to pretty much fly at that point. But, so. yeah, I don't know. But I love San Antonio. It's a great town. I'll be there in July uh, for another convention. But, it, uh, yeah, we'll have to. We'll see. I don't know. I, maybe not this year because yeah. we've got this Japan thing coming up. That's right. And we'll be getting back to the States around the time this happens most likely unless mm-hmm. is it the end of what was the it's date the again? 23rd I okay think. yeah we'll, we'll have been back for a couple weeks yeah but, um that's true yeah I, we'll see how this one goes maybe go in 2016 curious to see who will be there i mean like you say it's definitely going to be a lot of texas studios i mean austin alone has so many uh game developers so. the only thing too is like also i know we're both fans of giant bomb and yeah i know they didn't seem all gung ho about wanting to go down to. San they Antonio. don't seem gung ho about anything. That's true. Those guys don't want to go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> so, you never know. Plus, uh, I mean, one thing that one reason they are always excited to go to uh, PAX East is because they're really good friends with you know everyone at Harmonix, and um, so that just makes sense for them to to kind of. But even like that, smaller sites or even independent things like us. Yeah, we definitely. Can, we can't well, afford to go to anything really besides maybe E3. Well, but yeah, which is weird. Like that's the only thing we go to is E3. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see you there uh, in a couple of weeks or months. I don't know. But they announced a few things at PAX. They announced um, that new Civilization game. Oh, that looks incredible. Yeah, uh, like the spiritual successor to Alpha, Alpha Centauri, Centauri. Yeah, which I think EA still owns the name to that, which is why they're calling Man. it Civilization Beyond Earth. Well, that's okay. You know, it doesn't. The name doesn't matter. All that matters right. is that it looks incredible. So. I will be all over that. I still need to start playing Civ Five. Maybe I'll do that next week since we're off of work for Easter. Yeah, that's true. We're we're off for a whole week and we can just play Dark Souls Two all week. It's gonna be great. <laughs> anyway, any other PAX news that you th- um, remember or wrote down specifically related to PAX? Uh, no, I don't. I've I've got some sales news and um, yeah, yeah. So we can kind of move into that. I guess. Okay. We, yeah. Go ahead. Um. They did release, uh, I think it was Sony released a press statement, whatever, a press release saying that they have sold through 7 million PlayStation 4 consoles. Sold through, not shipped to. Not shipped to. That's an important distinction because Microsoft uh, made a similar announcement. And I don't know why you make these announcements because it just doesn't... Higher numbers, people don't pay attention to. Yeah. Well, uh, Microsoft has shipped X, uh, 5 million Xbox Ones to retailers, which... Mm-hmm. That's great. So seven retailers. million sold versus five million shipped. shipped. And you know you can estimate um, how many Xbox Ones have been sold because they did release the sold through numbers at the you know right at the beginning of the year, which was right around three million. So I think you could probably say that they've sold through about four point one, yeah, four point three, somewhere in there, low four. So I mean, one more month, and and it's it's. This could very well could happen one more month, you know, before E3. Sony might be able to say they've sold through eight million PS4s. That's crazy. And Microsoft maybe five. Yeah. You know, they're they're basically getting closer to fifty percent. And Microsoft's month was like last month because they had all their. I mean, that's when Titanfall came out. Exactly. Everything you know, on Titanfall. And- you so Titanfall sold well. It was the number one game. Uh, of course, it was on three formats uh, for the month. Mm-hmm. 
But not in March. Not in March. That's right. It didn't have Xbox uh, 360 until uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, you know, it sold well, and, and a lot of retailers were still selling Xbox One Titanfall bundles reduced, which is surprising to me. That I mean that just means that they had too many. Mm-hmm. They weren't selling enough. So. And you've got a great game that has great press, getting great reviews. Everyone that's played Titanfall, I mean, if you like those kinds of games, it's fun. Everyone's got something great to say about it, but you're not hitting you're not hitting those numbers you need to be hitting. So is it is it too expensive? Is it because uh, people are confused about the messaging? You know, I, I I'm not under the impression that the general public or the average gamer still thinks you can't play used games on Xbox One. I think that's completely mm-hmm. out of people's minds i think so you know we as a community that kind of blew up last summer but we're just very much focused we're the hard the hardcore market quote Mm -hmm. unquote and that's not your average person your average person doesn't watch e3 you know press conferences i think five months since release i think any qualms on that have been stifled because your friend has one he's like yeah i can play these games right it's just not now there's always going to be these weird outliers, you know, people that work at game stores probably will say, well, I have someone comes in every week asking if I can play yeah. use games, but there's, there's just always going to be those kind of outliers there. So I, we have people walking the store asking for Mario on their PS2. Oh I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's every day. Yeah. There's some weird question. Well, actually they don't make that, but you know, <laughs> they're like, well, I got it. In, I got it in Texas. I bought it there. Why don't you guys have, it? so whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's too expensive. I don't know if the connect being bundled in there, Take out the connect. Maybe that will. Maybe people are more likely to buy it. I just. I don't know what your answer is. No, I don't. I would be very surprised to see Microsoft make a bundle of Xbox One that does not include that camera because it's so ingrained in the way you interact with the, you know, with the operating system. Yeah, let's say that the the UI like for the dashboard, the Xbox One is terrible. Yeah. Because they want you to use the connect. If you use the connect, it's super easy. Yeah. But uh, we were we were talking about pa- Patrick Klepek. He he from Giant Bomb. He he loves the voice recognition mm-hmm. on Connect. He says he uses it every day on yeah. Xbox One. So I mean, it's if you know how to use it properly, I guess it does make that experience better. But yeah, we always say. I mean, it's this is not new. We always say it's about the games. You know, the games will sell the hardware. But if Titanfall didn't do it. Right now, then they need another game. Say, so what's next on them? I guess we'll find out. In yeah, two, we're going to find out really, half, really soon, actually. I just don't think the answer is connect. Um, as, as cool or interesting as that can be, uh, the, I think the fervor is over, much like it was for Nintendo with um, with its motion control. I just, mm-hmm. you know, people are, have moved on to other things, and, and seeing that connect bundled with every Xbox One, someone might have a negative impression. Well, I did not enjoy that on my 360, so. I'm just not really looking forward to this, you know. But again, that, and then someone else may not. Someone may have loved it on Xbox 360, and this is they they did just release Connect Sports Rivals. I did that did yeah. just happen. I remember that now, but still, there's not been much buzz it's, on that at all. It, it reminds like, me uh, just like when Nintendo released their Wii Sports game, you know, on the Wii U. It's like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like we already did this, so. Connect Sports was huge on on Xbox 360, and we sold a ton a ton of that. But it's it's also just like Wii Fit coming to Wii U. It's like, okay, well, I already had this, so why do I need it again? So I don't know what Microsoft's going to do. Maybe Phil Spencer can turn things around. Maybe he can because he is now head of Xbox. All the, of Xbox. All of it. The whole thing. <laughs> the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, <laughs> Xbox One, the Xbox Store. Is he like the manager now? I think so. You so, walk in and ask for a manager, they look, get Phil I Spencer gotta, in on Skype. I need to talk to the manager. <laughs> all right. 
That's great because Phil Spencer, um, he's a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's passionate about games, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they need right now. They need he came someone. out and said games are going to be our focus. No more. And that's a good idea TV, for, for a, TV, TV for a video game console for the games to be the focus. That's great. I don't have to watch Home Shopping Network on my my Xbox anymore. I can actually play some games. So, <laughs> but it, it's not just that he's passionate about games. Is he's been in the industry a long time and he knows what's going on. So. If there's anyone out there that can turn around the Xbox brand, I don't think uh, anyone could do it better than Phil Spencer. Right. So, truly a champion uh, for our <laughs> our cause. So, um, I, I'm sure that came with a nice pay raise too. Sure, it did. Probably got him got him a free Xbox One. I bet, so he could finally play those games at home. Is this Don Matrick's old job, or I don't know, Don Matrick. Uh, yeah, I guess, but. Was he in charge? No, well, no, no. I I would hate to to give the wrong information. I don't know what the hell Don Matrick was doing. I know he kind of initiated the whole Connect thing, and that was great because it worked out well, and they mm-hmm. sold a ton of Xboxes and a ton of Connects. I think it was the most successful launch of a consumer electronic product in the history of the world. And is then what they said. He's the one who also was kind of in that shitstorm of the. Oh yeah, the PR was just terrible. For, you know. You know if you don't have an internet connection, we have a system for you. It's called the Xbox 360. And television. <laughs> it's called the Super Nintendo. If you don't have internet, you could play Sega CD all day. So, yeah, Don Matrick did not do the best job in front of the marketing and and you know, the PR. It was and that he just he just looked like a weirdo, he you know. Like a weasel. You you see this guy come on stage during E3 and you're like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> like I don't want to hear him talk about anything. This guy just looks like a He looks like he's trying to sell me a vacuum cleaner. And he 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 will sell you a vacuum cleaner when he's done uh, you know, with his current job over at whatever. Zynga. Zynga. Like, Still over there. Those we love Zynga so much with their amazing games they release. So, um, I bet we'll see a lot of Bill Spencer on the Microsoft stage at E3 uh, shortly, and um, hopefully they'll have some exciting things to announce, and we can get excited about that brand again. I'm, I'm not that I'm not excited. I mean, Halo sure, I don't, TV show, Halo the TV show, Halos the cereal. I've been saying this for years. I don't know why there's no Halo cereal. Isn't that just Cheerios? No, man. There's Marshmallow Chief, Master Chief, or I'm sorry, Marshmallow Master Chief heads. And then, well, yeah, him too. And you've got the little Halo. Oh, anyway, it's gonna sell a billion boxes. So, and you get a code for 24 hours of Xbox Live when you buy a box. So, good stuff coming. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to see. I I hope to be there and to see it. We'll see, right? Um, an unrelated Xbox news. Uh, moving over to Nintendo, we did have uh, a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. It was a long one. It's like forty-five it was, minutes. It was like forty minutes. Super Smash Brothers, was, and that's all it was. Yeah. Was one hundred percent Smash Brothers. That's going to be a really popular game. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that have been on the fence for Wii U uh, could hop over when that game comes out. They they release a lot of small detail stuff that I wanted to get Vaughn on the show. He's like a resident Smash expert, he, but he was tied up this week. But yeah. the big news was they're releasing the 3DS version this summer. Yeah, and the Wii U version this winter. And at first, I was like, "That's weird and doesn't make sense." And then two minutes later, I was like, "It makes perfect sense." It makes perfect sense. Yeah. First of all, the 3DS. We were just talking about this a few weeks ago. Personally, not on the show. We mm-hmm. were talking about how the the lineup seems a little dry. There just didn't seem to be a lot coming out soon. Right. And last year, 3DS was hot all year, starting with Fire Emblem, and then in the summer with Animal Crossing, and it just kept going. Um, but a summer release for Smash Brothers on 3DS is going to sell a ton of copies. 
And that game's just going to carry all the way through the holidays when it comes out on Wii U. Because so. I think if they were released on the same day, crazy people like me would buy both of them. Yeah. But most people wouldn't. Right. And you can argue, well, why would you release the more successful console version for, first in the 3DS and let the Wii U suffer? But it's not that. Because people who like Smash might play it on their 3DS, but that's not where they're going to play it seriously. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're going to buy it on Wii U. Yeah. Plus, during the summers, could because kids who play that are on summer vacation, on car trips... Why not play something like that and on your DS? I'm really excited about how they've differentiated the content yes. on both versions as far as backgrounds and stages and the, the game modes themselves. The characters know. are going to be the same on both games, but the 3DS will have more th- like you know portable Right, so the, your Zelda and, background is going to be like Spirit Tracks. Yeah, well, it's whereas, going to be Skyward Sword on the Wii version. So I mean, it cool. makes perfect sense. So, and, and anyone that's really a Nintendo fan... You're gonna buy both versions because you're just going to experience that content. You mm-hmm. know the the backgrounds themselves. I'd almost pay twenty bucks just to be able to watch videos of the backgrounds. They're yeah. they're like fascinating. Just you're soaring through the sky and all this shit's going on. <laughs> Plus, it could be like the um the the 3ds version is almost like an appetizer for the main course. Oh, absolutely. The version. Yeah. It gets you. It's perfect marketing, actually. Psyched up for it. So I mean, all those little little details. You can go watch that direct. They announce some new characters. Um, there's two game modes online uh, for fun, which is just, you know, exactly as it sounds, a lot more casual. You can play any stage except for Final Destination because Final Destination is saved for, for glory, yeah. which is, like, I guess, ranked online. And now every level has a Final Destination stage. That's really cool, too, because I know a lot of people only play Final Destination. And it's you like, know, it, you know, Tron, just generic yeah. lines and symbols. But, but now, now you'll be able to kind of experience every other stage, but with that same... Like we we paid these artists a lot of money for you assholes just to be playing yeah. on this one level, so y'all can play on any of these levels now. So that's really uh, I I can't wait to buy both. I, I love how on the 3ds version the characters have that kind of black outline to them, yeah. almost cell shaded mm-hmm. look. Um, but that's because on a smaller screen that black outline Makes just it easier helps differenti- differentiate. Yeah, helps your character stand. So. Who's your go-to Smash character? I really don't have one. I think I've used Marth a lot in the mm-hmm. games that he has been a character. I know you you like to use Kirby. Yeah. So a lot of people always like make a face when I say Kirby because I guess Kirby is like really good. But I've used Kirby since I was 11 when I first played it, just because I always liked Kirby growing up and he could fly. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I've never really been good competitively at the game, so mm-hmm. I've just kind of picked. I think I played a lot of Game and Watch, like when yeah. it was on the the you know the GameCube version, just because I thought Game and Watch was a weird character. Right. So it's funny. He's I like the there. weird characters. So, so that's exciting. Yeah. Yay, Smash Brothers. Let's see if that'll turn the Wii U on. <laughs> I so, don't think it will. I don't know what it will. Say, so when know? Smash Brothers does it, make people well, Wait buy a second. Wii well, you use. skipped Mario Kart. What, what, what if that that could sell like 10 million copies, right? It could. Because didn't the Wii one sell like 15 million copies? It did. That's crazy. Couldn't keep it on the shelf. Yeah. Literally. So. so when Mario Kart and Smash Brothers fail. Yeah, I don't know. Zelda is still that. Is there? May, well, Hold that off to the next one. We'll, at this we'll point? have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm no Nintendo Stronomus, so <laughs> I can't tell you. We already established earlier not running Nintendos. So. No, not yet, at least. So, <laughs> what else? What else is going on? You know, uh, Nintendo does not like to drop prices on software. It's true, but they are dropping prices on software. What? I know. There's like five, uh, five of the most popular 3DS games are dropping in price by 10 bucks. And the 3DS, which is their more successful console. Yeah, so um, if you didn't like paying $40 for a handheld game, which is kind of ridiculous, now you'll only have to pay 30 mm. which is how much they were last generation. That's better. Yeah. It's not 20 Yeah. But 
I would probably go buy Donkey Kong Country on the 3DS if it was 20. Yeah. 30 is still a little much. Well, you know, 30 uh, is the MSRP. Maybe you can get a maybe you can get like a deal, get yeah. a $20 copy on sale or something. I'll hold off for that. So it was Donkey Kong Country. It was um, Mario 3D Land. Mm-hmm. It was New Super Mario Bros. 2. It was Animal Crossing. and Mario Kart 7? Yeah, it was Mario Kart 7. So. And that's good, too. If people haven't played 7, they might go pick this up before 8. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Those games have already sold so many copies. I think that you're only really going to sell them uh, to to people just getting into 3DS. So mm-hmm. maybe someone going to go pick up a 3DS with Smash Brothers will buy a couple of those. You can save some money. Yep. Let's see. I guess um, not really Nintendo news, but news for the family. We saw some... Uh, we saw a little teaser trailer of Disney Infinity 2.0. Yes. That's really exciting. The uh, It showed, you know, I think Buzz or random Some Disney lame characters, Disney characters and, then, and then Captain America shield zipping around. Oh, yeah. And, and then it was like Marvel characters coming to Disney Infinity 2.0. This was so obvious. We've been, we've, we've been talking about this for, for a year, it seems. I mean, when, when would, not a year, but probably eight months. When will Disney introduce Marvel characters to Disney Infinity? Because that is just... A little machine that will print them money. The question is, they're calling it 2.0. So is that a patch, or is that a new disc I have to buy? I'm sure it'll be a disc, because if you remember the way they handled DLC or add-on content to the original game, was that the disc actually had all the extra content related to the characters that you would buy. Mm -hmm. So if you bought um, a little add-on pack that gave you cars levels it was already on the disc yes, just the thing little figure was an unlock right so it's it doesn't seem to me that it'd be realistic to make it to where your marvel levels will download that just doesn't i don't know and i guess that'd be a big download yeah i'd imagine so and i guess the real question is or i guess it's probably pretty obvious is when a star wars character's coming oh well 2015 when right movie comes out exactly 3.0 <laughs> and then what do you do after that i don't even know so yeah, I expect we'll see new box versions. Um, they'll probably come with a Captain America figure and two other Marvel Marvel dudes. Depending on what it is, what movies are coming out. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy are coming out this summer, but no one knows what that is, really. Right, no. I bet you'll see your some of them more popular. And then they've got to have a villain. So right. Now... I bet it'll be Loki, it'll be Captain America, and I don't know, a third character would be. The real question is... Disney owns all of Marvel. Yeah, so, so we can, can we see Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Right. That well, would the be movies can't have those. Very interesting. Uh, the game can. So uh, that just it's it seems perfect, really. Um, and I've been looking for. I mean, Lego Marvel was really good. Yeah, I like that. So those games get better. Marvel game would be every uh, time would be nice. So I've not I've not played too much Infinity. I know some people complain. Uh, unlike Skylanders, where you can be unfettered in your use of figures. You can use them anywhere. With Disney Infinity, you're kind of locked in. You know, you can only use some of the figures in toy box mode, which really it doesn't have much draw because you just kind of mess around. There's no goals. Yeah. And then um, figures that have their own content, you know, they can only stay in that world. So I can't bring Woody from Toy Story into... The Incredibles world. Right, because that doesn't make sense. Come on, guys. That's not realistic. So... But yeah, that'll be really exciting, and I I love uh, you know from my retail background, I love seeing how that kind of stuff sells, and I bet we'll sell a bunch. So yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, it'll be that'd be an interesting toy box though. Have like Iron Man and Buzz Lightyear flying around together. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think kids will want their parents to spend hundreds of dollars <laughs> on this, and they probably will. So. Do you think? Okay, so I know you're not in the store as often anymore, but do you? 
Have they released numbers like Disney Infinity figure sales versus like Skyline? I don't figure think sales? they've done that. I don't think there's any reason to do that. I don't see. Well, I would see them releasing Marvel superheroes. I think would put them yeah. ahead of Activision well, with the, with Skylanders. Skylanders is still huge. In fact, there's rumors that uh, we're going to see the next Skylanders game announced uh, in a few weeks. So, isn't the original developer? Did they do the yeah. last one? Toys, Toys for, for Bob, Bob is, is working on the next one. Now, one thing that's kind of weird, since Vicarious Visions made Swap Force, and Swap Force is one of the highest, if not the highest rated game in that franchise. There are a lot of people that are into more traditional games that you know that play mm-hmm. games for grown-ups, quote-unquote, <laughs> say that Swap Force is their favorite one in the franchise. Oh, so wow. Just because Toys for Bob is is back at the helm for the next one, that's not necessarily, you know. Are we gonna have like a Call of Duty crisis where this year it's you know Infinity Ward and this year it's Treyarch making every it? Every other year, to- you know, to- Toys for Bob. And I don't play the Toys for Bob Skylanders. I only play the Vicarious Vision ones because that's true to my uh, my wants and needs in Skylanders. So that game is still a juggernaut. Every time I go and I drug you to Walmart, you know. This past week, we, we check out the Skylanders section. It's huge. There's kids wearing the Skylanders t-shirts. Their teeth are stained with the <laughs> Skylanders cereal and fruit bars. So um, I don't know if that is like at a Minecraft level of culture impact. I don't think yet. Man, it's huge, though. It's pretty big. And it's not going to slow down, at least not for a while. And, you know, another thing going back to Disney Infinity is that that's not on Xbox One and PS4. So this, this 2.0 will definitely be on current generation consoles as well as previous gen. So. I still say the Wii U version is the best version for that, especially if you like messing around in the toy box mode. Because using a touchscreen, granted, I oh, know yeah. you can connect it to the iPad and download the app, but yeah, whatever. Come on. The Wii U version is just... Nintendo needs to just save us and release their own version of a game like this. I read... I didn't. I didn't fact check it. I read an article that said um, Activision went to Nintendo for Skylanders exclusivity at first, and Nintendo turned them down. I read the same thing. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, it makes sense because Nintendo is not a big risk taker. And that was a big risk. That was a big risk, and not every risk. But also consider this: this was a time when THQ was literally going out of business because of a risk similar to this. The you draw tablet. So Nintendo. Not in the best financial situation for the past two or three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were not afforded the ability to take that risk because they saw what was that, what else was going on. Sure. I mean, you can't just put all your money into a situation like that. Not that that's all their money. That yeah. would have been a very small amount of Nintendo bucks. Nintendo can like lose money for the next fifty years. They really could. Alive, so. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that just as like Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. But they they have a lot of cash. You do math. Yeah. Numbers don't lie, and that's they have a lot of cash that they're sitting on. If they ever mess around with NFC, and there's rumors that they're they may announce something at E3 this year for NFC, I'm gonna say the biggest mistake they can make is actually using the technology built into the Wii U controller. I think the fact that the Wii U controller has an NFC reader is the wrong way to go about a franchise like this. Because what's fun to do in Skylanders or what's fun to do in Disney Infinity is dropping that figure on that little portal, mm-hmm. seeing it light up if it said Skylanders, and then leaving it on there while you're playing the damn game. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do with my Wii U? Like set the Wii U controller on the table <laughs> and put the figure on that little NFC thing and leave it there. How did it work with those like Pokemon Rumble figures they released? I don't know because no one ever bought it. No one, no one knows anything about that. You didn't need them to play it. I guess not. And that's like a little download. I don't even know what that game is. It's like a little wind-up toy battle mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that Nintendo did 
think ahead a little bit by including an NFC reader in their controller. I just don't think, if you're going to make a game like that, I don't think that's the way to do it. Because at that point, it just becomes put the tablet on the table, never use it, and just use it as the portal. Exactly. That's not fun. No. Use that as my controller. (laughs) Give me my light up Mushroom Kingdom. I'm a grown man, and you have much money I would spend on a Nintendo Skylanders thing. Nintendo's franchise. Renee would probably divorce me. (laughs) She wouldn't let me do that. I'd have to hide them when she's not, you know, when she's home, I'd have to hide all the Nintendo toys in the attic. It's like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it is. I just play with the toys. Watch that episode. Like walk in and we're sitting there playing with like Mario NFC figures, and Renee comes home. She's like, "Uh, yeah, you're home early." If you (laughs) want to watch that episode of Seinfeld, it's on Crackle right now. They rotate ten episodes a month. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Oh, Nintendo, just do that and let me let me buy it. So, um, switching gears to PlayStation, since we talked about Xbox, we talked about Nintendo. Uh, something that we guessed, or we're, we, t- we were talking about this a while ago, and this is old news by now, but Last of Us is coming to PS4. Oh, shit. Big surprise. Never saw that coming. Right. It's going to include all the DLC, and it's going to be 60 frames per second if you care about that, and it's going to be. What, the PS3 30? Yeah, I think so. Oh. It looked good, good yeah. enough to me. I loved that game a year ago. Would you buy it again? Yes, I will, <laughs> because it's summer, and what else is there to buy? Yeah, I can't buy NC Dubs. There's no college football game this oh, summer that's true. ever again, so <laughs> I guess I'll just buy Last of Us, which is basically the same thing. Because I never did play the multiplayer of that, and I know um, your friend Ben. Yes, uh, Ben uh, from... From Austin, Texas, from <laughs> he Hellfire Games. He liked the uh, he liked the multiplayer. So yeah, he was totally into that, and I never tried it. It's one of those things. I think once I tried it a few times, I'd be hooked. But mm-hmm. it's really difficult to get started with that because that game put me through the ringer. Yeah, emotionally. Yeah, and physically. Is it literally? Is it sad that the most excited part of that game coming out on PS4 is the correct way to shoot a gun on a video game controller with the triggers being oh, L2 yeah. and R2 and not L1 and R1. That's the only yeah. thing that drove me crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't really mind that, but I could see where you're coming from shooting there. games on the PS3 because of that. Yeah. Well, feel right. Now you don't have to worry about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be nuts. And I think I'm, I'm going to just try to play it at a harder difficulty this time. That's what I was thinking know? about playing yeah. it on hard because I heard that's the real way to play that game. That's right. Is it is it Naughty Dog doing that themselves? Yeah, they, it was internal. So hmm. that you know, we we I guess we were hearing that they had two studios internally at Naughty Dog. It doesn't sound like they do anymore because it sounds like most of the team was working on this, right? And they have been since the PS3 version shipped. So and then yeah, because they're still working on Uncharted, which is the kind of the last thing I really want to play right now is another Uncharted game. Yeah, and and they they lost their creative director who did land a spot at Visceral. Sure, you heard that. Uh, Amy Hennig landed a spot on, working on a Star Wars game. Yeah, that's that's perfect for her. I think that's ex- an exciting project. Is it going to um, be like a Han Solo based game where he's uh, a rogue? I think you're going to be good looking, generic brown haired guy. Yeah, you're going to be like Star a Wars guy universe. with a hat and a whip, maybe <laughs> a space whip and a space gun, and you just go on adventures and search for treasure, mm-hmm. maybe uncharted territory in the Star Wars world, something like that. That'd be the zaniest. So what? That game's gonna come out in like three years, and then the Visceral's gonna go bankrupt. By the way, who the hell's Visceral anymore? Because aren't there like three Visceral studios? I think so. So which one is this? Is this the one in Canada, or is this the one that made Dead Space? Mm, we'll never know. I don't know. Exactly. So, They're just saying Visceral. I forgot yeah. that they renamed EA, renamed some of their. EA studios was on this kick where it was like, okay, half of our studios are gonna be Bioware, <laughs> yeah. and then the other half are gonna be Visceral, and then no one's gonna know. But guess what? You say Bioware is making a game. You're like, shit, yeah. Bioware is making the new Burnout. I'd, I'd probably <laughs> play that actually. 
That'd be very interesting. Dialogue trees with your racing. I'm going to make love to that car so hard <laughs> in space. This car is going to fall in love with me, and we're going to wreck wreck it all night. That's what we're going to do. So, yeah, that's um, Bioware is going to be making Madden soon. You know? <laughs> Visceral. Visceral and Bioware should make a game together. It could be like a macabre horror love soap opera. A, a horror space opera. Yeah. Perfect. I'd play it. Yeah. Dead Space Four coming to? Can we just go ahead and announce that now? I guess they're not. They're not making Dead Space Four, are they? Dead Space yes. Three sold pretty bad, and it was pretty bad. That's from our, our from what I heard. Some we people both own it. this game. We do. We should play it one day. <laughs> Probably so. The co-op. I hear the co-ops. All right. Yeah, I heard that was pretty good. They do some cool things with that. Do you Do you have it on 360? Yeah. Oh, I do too. So you still own a 360? I have game. a 360 still. <laughs> Dude, I have like I have too many 360 games. Do you want to buy like 40 360 games? No, it's okay. I probably game. own half of them. You probably do. And have an open number plate though. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3? Yeah. Special editions? Mm, yeah, I have I the do. special edition of 2 and 3. Yeah, I think I do too. I don't think I don't have the special edition of 1. So. But yeah, the summer will be interesting um, with, I don't know, like not much coming out as usual. That we know that of. That we know of. Maybe they'll announce all these. It's probably just going to be a new Dynasty Warriors game every week. They so. announce it and it's out. Yeah. It's, oh, Tecmo Koei just announcing games in stores now. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 5 is now in stores, but we skipped 4 because 3 was bad. This will be an interesting E3 because, you know, last year I was excited because the consoles. New and consoles, yeah. This year it's all the games for the new consoles. And Wii U hitting stride. Yeah. Because it's year three, right? Mm-hmm. For Wii this U. Is it. Technically. It's like do or die. Yeah. And usually your third year of your console is your most exciting uh, mm-hmm. as far as software. It's, for me, it's the third, fourth, and fifth. And then after that, it's kind of. Because most of those teams had their launch kit. Most good games take two or two and a half well, years to make. Well, now they do. And back then, it was right. probably. A year so, or two. Now the console's been out long enough for everybody to have it and play it, so we'll see what's going to happen with that. But like you say, I'm excited uh, for the unknown. We just there's so much that we don't know about. Did right Microsoft? Now. Aren't they teasing? They have like their biggest E3 surprise ever. Yeah, on this year. I don't even know what that's going to mean. I need to so. email them to get back into their press conference. The holodeck is real. <laughs> that's what this is going to be. We've brought you the holodeck, and you yes, you do need to email them and uh, find out about the press conference. Um, because we will both be at E3. We bought our this tickets. Year. We did. It's exciting. I was not planning on going to Los Angeles this year. And what? You're like, fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. So you and I, uh, not while at work. <laughs> we weren't working. We bought our plane tickets, um, Wednesday morning. Yeah. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. So I'm back. This is, uh, <laughs> I didn't go last year, but this will be my ninth. Ninth one. E3. My fourth. And your fourth. I feel Man. like I'm, I'm like an industry vet now. Yeah, you, year. you practically, I've, so it's fun because the more you go to consecutively, the closer you get to, um, a higher percentage of, of E3 attendance, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've almost been to half the E3s that ever were, right. ever made. That's funny. So, and then the next year it'll be, if I go, and we'll probably go next year too, but. I'm really excited because I didn't go last year. I went two years ago and a bunch before that. But now we have this crazy show. Maybe we should figure out if we want to do content for that. Or just wait till we get back and enjoy the trip. I think maybe we should. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Bringing the equipment does like it's a whole other bag of shit mm-hmm. that we have to check. And, That's true. But it it would be fun to record while everything's fresh mm-hmm. in the mind. So we'll we'll think about it. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Is that all the news for this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I had written down that Johnny Gat is uh, coming oh, to Dive yes. Kick. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the zaniest news coming out of that for Dive Kick 
Addition, addition, addition plus. Addition plus. Yeah, and we love Dive Kick and we love Saints Row. It makes perfect sense to and that, marry those franchises. So yeah, the plus edition that's going to come out when it hits uh, current gen consoles, PS4 and Xbox One. And there are a few other characters they're going to announce. The question is, will yeah. they be licensed or will they be original or both? It's, a, it's interesting. I wonder how they went about getting Johnny Gat because yeah. that's um, who's the company that does Saints Row? Volition. Yeah, but the new oh. who owns it. Deep Listen, Silver. Yeah, Deep is it Deep Silver? Yeah. That's like the zombie people. They do all mm-hmm. the the uh the Dead Island. Yeah, those w- so. wonderful zombie games <laughs> that everyone loves. So maybe they'll get a zombie. That's weird. His like one of his I think it's his uh his ground specials, he sends a car across the screen, you have to like jump over it or kill you. But if you or, jump off the yeah. top of the car, you bounce off of it. Exactly. And his air special is the uh, black hole gun yeah. from Saints Row Four, so it like messes with gravity. So that's just weird. That so was so unexpected. I'm gonna enjoy that because I really like dive. I love kick. me some dive kick. Yeah, been playing that a lot recently again with the new edition edition on content. Uh, Vita or PS3. PS3. Yeah. So cool. That wraps up news. Unless you have anything else. That's all I can think of. Yeah. New releases though for this upcoming week. Not a whole whole lot. Um. Well. This year's Game of the Year is coming to PlayStation 4 on Tuesday. Octodad, Dadliest oh, Catch. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that'll be $15, maybe a discount. 12 for PS Plus, Plus, I think. Members. So time to double dip on that. Now I can finally stream it properly, because last time we had some technical difficulties streaming it on yeah. PC. So that's exciting. And then on your Vita, uh, Demon Gaze. Okay. Uh, I think it's like a dungeon crawler RPG. Sounds right. And on PC, Fract OSC, which I have heard a little bit about. It's some indie game. It's like hazed mixed with Tron huh. mixed with uh no I'm sorry mist mixed with uh haze no haze like the game on PS3 where you had to take the the sun drug I think so it's it's a shooter it's in like, like the Tron the nectar the nectar I'll listen to one of our podcasts we rotate through and um, they were talking all about it interesting it, so and then on Thursday um GBA on Wii U Yoshi's <laughs> Island <laughs> that's just <laughs> depressing to me because. The Super Nintendo Yoshi's Island is not on Wii U. But the GBA version And the is. GBA version is. And that version's not nearly as good or What's, what's good. the difference? It, well, just the everything's different. Like the, the scaling of the... Because oh, right. the GBA screen's not the same format as the television screen. So it's it's just... That's true. I've heard that they're having trouble figuring out how to emulate Yoshi's Island on... <laughs> why don't they just ask someone who made a Super <laughs> Nintendo emulator like 15 years ago how to do it? And I was about to say, the rest of the internet... These assholes on Twitch can easily em- emulate Nintendo games. I don't yeah. know why no one else can. Well, you know, it's expensive to spend money on development, so Nintendo is like, I we're guess. not going to do that. Next week, though, got a lot of new releases, so we'll oh, okay. off tease. Uh, I will look forward to hearing you <laughs> list those next week. I don't even know what they could be. Dark Souls is coming out on PC next Friday. Oh, there we go. Um, I guess I'll restart on that. <laughs> emails? GamewareExpress at gmail.com is our email address. You can send us an email about anything. I will email you. And I'll probably read it. I'm going to email you something later today. Speaking of your old pal Ben Lewis in Austin, he sent us an email. Excellent. He says, hey gang, former Gameware Arcade Manager uh, Ben writing in from Austin, Texas. In response to Renee's comment in the last episode that nobody should eat an alpaca. As someone who has eaten plenty of alpaca with the Peruvian people two Thanksgivings ago, this couldn't be further from the truth. Despite their innate cuteness, alpaca meat is hands down some of the tastiest meat I've had. And that is in bold. 
Nice. And I've eaten a lot of weird animals. Speaking of which, guinea pigs are also widely eaten in Peru. But the work required to get uh, the most minuscule portion of meat off their tiny bones wasn't <laughs> worth the effort. <laughs> I had an entire guinea pig on a plate for Thanksgiving dinner in 2012, and it wasn't great. Now, mm. guinea pig tacos, sign me up. Interesting. Anyway, keep up the good work. The show keeps getting better with each episode. Hearing Steven ramble about games during my morning commute reminds me of the good old days. It's almost like I never left. Ah, that's wonderful. He's going to be in town soon. We should probably have him on the show. Yeah, we are going to do that. We're going to do an old school Gameware reunion show, (laughs) and we're going to have surprises for everyone. I do know one of the most interesting things that Mr. Ben Lewis has eaten uh, is uh, horse sashimi, which would be raw horse. Uh, So I want to know how, how... like where's the horse when it, if you're eating you know that raw how how close to you <laughs> and and what state is the horse in what happened to the horse right. did he die of old age or <laughs> slaughtered was, the horse for some sashimi he's like they're they're in the back just there's a horse and well not not anymore there isn't but <laughs> so but hey adventures in eating uh, all over the world people eat different things and like, we should just eat McDonald's happy meals for Skylanders <laughs> toys every day so you got to try something different. Guinea pigs uh, doesn't sound to me that that's like a, one step from a squirrel, mm-hmm. like Ben said. That doesn't sound like there's a lot of meat there. So what's the point? Also, Thanksgiving, why why aren't you just eating more alpaca uh, <laughs> instead of a guinea pig? So yeah, that's so. Thanks for the email. Good email. Ben. Yeah, thank you. Um, Hikari writes in. Hello, Gameware crew. Just your favorite neighborhood, Hikari again. Do you think it would be hypocritical to patch a game in the nature of Goat Simulator or a game similar? Like, for example, how Goat Simulator, the controls are kind of screwed up, but that's kind of on purpose. Right, right. So is it, should they patch it where it's more playable? No. Or is the fun in that game, how screwed up it is? Yeah, they should not patch a game like that to make it control better. Now, what they should do is if you flat out, that doesn't work the way it's intended. So if, if. If a game like Goat Simulator is not working properly, um, you know, literally not loading, you cannot play it. Mm-hmm. Then sure, yeah, patch it, but don't don't make it a better playing experience, quote unquote. Right. Because that, like Hikari said, that's the point: is that it's not supposed to. It's like patching Octodad to have easier controls. Yeah, the we, point of that game is the. We controls. had a lot of people con- complaining about the controls in Octodad, so we're just going to move. You know, it's like you you move the controller left and you just go left all at once. That's. <laughs> That'll be the way to do it. Now that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I, his, Hikari's line of thought's correct. You don't patch just because uh, you don't patch the point of the game away. Right. It's like I'm not going to patch Mario to where he can't jump because <laughs> that was making it difficult to jump across really long jumps. So, so yeah. that's. I still I still haven't played Goat Simulator. I saw it was the top selling game on Steam for a while. Oh yeah, it was a, that was a good day. I guess that happened. It's, so, it was for a few days. It was like a dollar. How, how much does Goat Simulator cost? I think like, like ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's a lot of money for for a joke. For a joke. <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know. Still, curiosity gets the best of it. Trying to see what everybody's talking about and how bad this is. It looks and, so. Oh, if you don't know so what Goat Simulator stupid. is, go yeah, go look at some videos of that because. Very weird. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, finally, I can live the light of a life of a goat and be a goat. But that is not what this game is. So I thought it was an actual simulator. Yeah, I did I'm too. Really I thought upset. I was expecting German developed, you know, with the same logo as all the other <laughs> simulator games. But it that's a different game. Gets so. more the vein of Surgeon Simulator. Yeah, not a real simulator. A little bit, but Surgeon Simulator is pretty close to real surgery. <laughs> so. Um, so that's it for emails. Uh, thanks for emailing us, guys. Keep them coming. GamewareExpress at gmail.com is the email address. 
And as always, we'll wrap the show up with our special stages. Um, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go, go first. Okay. I, um, like I said earlier, I mentioned that we are going back to Los Angeles. I'm really excited. Uh, next year, we originally Renee and I weren't planning on going back until next year. Mm-hmm. Um, some things happened last minute this year, and uh, I just decided to to make the trip. Um, I appreciate that because I didn't want to go. Just yeah, follow me. I have gone before by myself, and it's weird. Kind of you go to your hotel room and you just sit sit there and stare at the wall until the next day. I can see when you're walking on the show floor, it'd probably be good. Cause yeah, you're not cause, like where do you want to go? Yeah, I'm I just, don't know. I'll go where I want. I just yeah. stay here at the Natsume booth all day. And, <laughs> That's fine. Or I can just stand in line and get Skylanders toys all day, and who cares because it's just me. But um, there are a few things that I'd like to do this year in L.A. that I've not done okay. ever in the nine year nine years that I've gone for this thing. So we will experience those together. And, Perfect. Um, I'd like to document this one a little better, so yeah. take more photos than I normally do and maybe some notes. and maybe actually some friends asking for more pictures. Yeah, so I think that th- it'll be – different and it's i know uh renee's not going so that's gonna be a bummer um but again i know we're both going next year so Mm -hmm. um i'm really glad that i'm able to go this year so i'm excited me too Um, the most special of stages (laughs) for mine another thing i'm excited about a few weeks month or so ago i talked about my dilemma with the uh, Shaq Fu sequel, Indiegogo, yes. yeah. where you know if you spend $550 to back it, you get a signed Shaq jersey, me being the big Shaq and LSU fan I am. Literally, you're like six foot four. I'm literally you're, six foot four. You are a big Shaq fan. Uh, yesterday, I took the plunge. Whoa! It. That is huge news. So I should be eating that soon. Also, I haven't checked since then, since I'm a sucker. <laughs> that morning, they sent out an email saying there's a new backer level. which doesn't include the game. It's just a thing where they are replicating 200 gold SNES cartridges for the game. Oh, wow. Signed by Shaq. That's incredible. For 100 bucks. That's it? So I was like, well, I'm paying 550. What's another 100? 100? Man, your dedication to this. I'm impressed. (laughs) So I also get the game, a t-shirt, all of future DLC, an in-game character and weapon for my $650. And you're going to get like a gold... Like a cart, gold. It's an SNES cart with Shaq Fu, really cool. Legend Reborn, and my signed LSU basketball jersey. That's exciting. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Frame it, put it above my mantle. Yes, right <laughs> above your fireplace. Are you gonna put the uh, Super Nintendo cartridge in the thing with the the jersey? Think about it. We'll see. It'd be interesting. I have to figure all that when I get it in and see what it's actually. Man, if they ever made a Wayne Gretzky thing, <laughs> where I could get like a Wayne Gretzky jersey. It's funny. I told my dad about that, and he was like, "How much longer is going? Is that going for? I might have to do that too." <laughs> That's not a bad way to get a signed Shaq jersey. If this is my only opportunity, probably my life, to have something from Shaq signed. Yeah. For five hundred, whatever. Like, the game is pretty much land. Yeah. I just looked as I'm buying a. a, a Exactly, a Shaq's signature on it. And if you look into you know authentic sports uh, memorabilia, I, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer, exactly. Easily, so it's not going to get any cheaper to get. Something and it comes like with that. a letter of authenticity. Not that I doubt I'd ever sell it, right? But, right. It's but if hey, if you got into hard times, you needed some money for you know for Disney Infinity 4.0 <laughs> and sell your Shaq jersey, you could have the cash. So. so I'm excited for that. It's really cool. But um, that's it. That's our show. Thank everyone for listening. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um. As always, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Steve Gameware. And you can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareVR. 
You can also download us and subscribe on iTunes. And if you like the show, don't forget to give us a rating, uh, give us a review. If you don't like it, give us a bad rating. I've changed my mind. And <laughs> just tell us why you don't like the show, and maybe we'll make some adjustments. Yeah. So. Or you can you know listen to us on SoundCloud, where we've been hosting since the very beginning. Thank you. And that's it. We're going to get back on this like our normal schedule now. No yes. more this week off nonsense. I didn't like this. Now Thanks that all the games are coming out this summer, we'll have a lot more to talk about. And that's it. So, <laughs> so that's it. Um, have a great weekend, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.